Welcome to the Lead Gen Leaders Podcast, connecting you to the leading minds in home improvement to discuss all things marketing and leadership. And now, your host, Kyle Powers. Welcome to the Lead Gen Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Powers. I have a very interesting episode for the listeners today as I have not one, but two guests on the show today. First guest got to start actually kind of on the production side doing woodworking and things like that. Eventually moved into sales, then sales management, and is now an owner of his own home improvement company. The second guest got to start much like me, uh, out knocking on doors and canvassing and running a canvassing team and has done many other forms of lead generation, including event, event management, as well as even being on the phones and is currently the brand ambassador for Tight Seal Exteriors and Bass. So I'd like to welcome to the show, Kevin Kabasinski and Jacob Hahn. Hello, Jake and Kevin. How are we today? Doing Fantastic. well. Awesome. Hey, really excited to have you guys on the Lead Gen Leaders podcast today uh, to kind of get a different perspective out to the listeners in a little bit of a unique podcast here. It really, uh, from an owner's perspective as well as a marketer's perspective, uh, what's it like in growing your business? Um, you've been on quite a journey the last uh, handful of years, Kevin, at uh, taking it from a real uh, you know, kind of more of a mom and pop side of things with, you know, you yourself selling on up to, you know, having multiple departments and teams and managers and leaders. And so I'm really excited to get your perspective on that. Uh, I'm sure the listeners will be also. And, and Jake, to, to hear from you as, you know, a marketer in the business that has grown with the business and, uh, you know, in your current role, a brand ambassador, and to talk about that program a little bit. But before we really get uh, into it, uh, Kevin, can you maybe give the listeners a little bit of a background, kind of who you are, where you came from, from the industry, and what you're doing now? Well, my, uh, I grew up in the industry. My dad built houses. Um, brother built houses. Went to school to, to actually learn how to build houses, but um, ended up getting into custom woodworking. Thought I was going to be, um, how do I put it? I was going to do it for the rest of, I guess, rest of my life. And because of like creating, creating things. Well, what I realized is it's not about what I was doing. It's just the, the building, the, the creating, um, and let us, let me to, to where I'm at right now. Um, building a successful business, a different type of business, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, your first kind of step into that side of the business was, uh, you were hired as a salesman at a company, right? Correct. That was your first kind of getting out of the woodwork. Correct. Um, and then from there sales manager. Yep. Yep. Um, and then that's, uh, when really seeing what people do it good and what people do wrong kind of moved you into saying, Hey, I think I can build something, you know, better, faster, stronger, so to say. Uh, and, and here we are today and, and you're currently the owner of what company? Tight seal, exteriors and baths. Out of? Milwaukee. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, well, thank you for that background. And Jake, a little background, kind of where have you come from? Yeah, um, I just got a job uh, about 15 years ago as a canvasser, moved my way into a sales position, eventually a, ca- a canvas manager, um, events manager, all kinds of different companies I've worked with in the many years I've been in the industry and um, slowly but surely, you know, found my niche, if you will. Uh, as a brand ambassador and, uh, you know, just a, a marketing leader, if you will, for Tight Seal here. Sounds good. Uh, and Kevin, uh, Tight Seal currently about how many employees do you have? Uh, we are just over 30. Just over 30 employees. All right. 
Um, and, and with that, uh, I mean, you have a host of, you know, the common departments company would have course production sales, you know, marketing on the marketing side. Uh, I know, you, you know, you have call center, you have canvassers, you have the brand ambassador program, uh, when events were available to run, uh, in this, uh, COVID world, uh, you did events and hopefully those will be rebounding here in 2021. Um, but, uh, you know, you have all the common departments, a, a large company would had, and I guess my first question, uh, for you would be, what was it like coming out of, you know, you and your partner starting this, uh, you know, this business and you're selling and almost kind of generating leads and maybe have one marketer, but, uh, you know, what was kind of that journey from that, to you know, 30 some employees and having those, you know, multiple teams. It's definitely been a journey. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, very, I guess, fulfilling. You look at like where we're where we're at now. Um, thirty people, thirty families that depend on um, success that we're we're successful um, in a short time. Yeah, which is um, learned a lot from like people like your like yourself, um, Tony Hody, um, have helped develop. I guess our company not even just our company the the culture i guess also which is very probably one of the most important things yeah that's a great point right there i mean uh using outside help using people that have done it before or know how to do it um that's one thing i've i've really liked about your journey i've been a part of it for about a year and a half now is that you're you're never afraid to reach out and and ask for help or ask for seeing a different way to do things um, and then really taking those ideas that people give you and putting them into into action um, and so for the listener you know if you are uh, even it's the smallest of companies or for a large company even uh, continually getting that outside look looking in that can maybe see something that uh, you know that you don't see um, is, is definitely good to get. What are some of the struggles you had early on when you were looking to maybe bring in some managers or someone to just get out there and generate leads for you, whether that be on the phone or uh, as a canvasser? What what were some of maybe the pitfalls that you ran into at first? I think the biggest pitfall or I don't want to say mistake, poor hiring, not hiring the right people for the right positions. Because that's really the key to growth. If you don't have the 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 right leader in place, it's going to affect the rest of the team. You know, so making sure that you hire hard, um, you're never going to be a 100% 100% accurate with it. But um, that was a big challenge. Um, I like to look at things from the back end first, making sure that the customer is going to be 100% satisfied. Um, recruiting has been a, a very big challenge, even with even during this well, 2020. You would think that there'd be, I know you hear all the unemployment. Well, where are they? Right. <laughs> you know, it's tough to find um, good people. Yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily tough to find people, but it's definitely tough to find good. those good people when Correct. you're being selective um, in really trying to to build that team. And you you bring up a great point with that, uh, uh, you know, about the the mishires and learning from. I don't really think it's a mistake as long as you learn from it, and you, and you certainly have had in your processes and things like that that you put together to try to limit those uh, mistakes, so to say. Uh, but I did a uh, podcast with Chris Williamson on, you know, recruiting and stuff. And that's always a question we get often, you know, how do you find good people and onboard them? Um, and it's, and it's a lot of work there. So I, th I think you hit the nail on the head that, 
um, you know, learning from that. And uh, I think that's a great point if someone's trying to, you know, grow their business, you know, finding the right people to help you do it is, is definitely key there. Um, and so what, uh, you know, what are some of the, the plus side or some of the, the good things that have happened now that you've gotten some of those leaders in place and the right people on the right seats in the bus? There's a lot. It was tough to transition from being a little bit more hands-off and letting people make mistakes. But what I guess what it did was it actually opened up me to focus on other things and actually really grow. Because that's where there was a not a, not a quantum leap, but when we went from our first year, you know, we, I don't know, it was, we did a million dollars. But when I stepped out of sales and really worked on sales and not in it, we grew. Um, but it ties back to having the right people in place and processes also, you know, for them to follow. And if they don't have something to follow, um, it has to be created. And that's why I think it was a, it worked really well when we brought um, Tony Hody Consulting and yourself get to that point i appreciate that and still yeah appreciate that um and so yeah those are uh the key phrase i think that you use there was the whole working on instead of in your business and especially uh for that smaller business um you have to wear many hats right i mean i've seen you back in the woodworking department i've seen you in a sales meeting i've seen you in a call center um, just doing whatever needs to be done to, to keep your business going along. And I think even for a big company, I think leaders and or owners can get stuck in those situations where they start spending, again, too much time in their business. Um, and it doesn't allow them you know, to really grow and, and to let other people grow in those positions as well. Um, and so I think you've done a, a fantastic job uh, at doing that to, that has allowed your, your very recent um, you know, growth and everything. And so uh, kind of leaving that there when you're adding these different departments and you're adding these lead generation, what are some of the things that you kind of had to learn about it? Like you know, budget wise, I mean, just kind of anything that you could put out to the listeners that, you know, maybe kind of caught you by a little bit surprised because coming from the sales world in the home improvements, I mean, you knew about lead generation. Obviously you ran the leads and stuff, but uh, lead generation wasn't a main role for you coming up in this business. So what was some of the the things that maybe surprised you or that you really had to learn or following the numbers, um, using the numbers to your, your advantage and holding people accountable to those numbers. When I was just in sales, it was somewhat easy. You know, you focus on, Hey, I need 10 leads this week. And I know if I get 10 leads, I'm going to bring in 25 to $50,000, you know, in business. And that was my own personal goal. But then when you have a team that has to hit a certain goal, um, and if they don't hit that goal, what do you, what do you do? How do you make sure that they do hit that goal? Um, that's probably the one of the most important things that I've learned with the the marketing end of it, and it's on, on a on almost on a micro level because you know how many leads you need. Now it goes from that lead: are we converting? What's the percentage that we're converting? How many of those are turning into a demo? And the percentage in the closing, um, keeping track of those main metrics, um, the KPIs. Yeah, very important. Yes, I completely agree with that. Learning numbers. I mean, there's so many uh, companies and, and potential clients that I talk with that, you know, I might ask, you know, hey, what's your cost of a lead? Or what does it cost you to issue an appointment? Or, you know, hey, what NSLI do you like to, you know, hold your salespeople accountable? And, you know, when they give those numbers, a lot of times they don't jive with each other, you know, um, to, to come out at the, the profit at the end of the day. And that's essentially why they're calling me is they're trying to figure that all out. 
Um, and so knowing your numbers is a, is a huge thing at, you know, what you got to put out on a daily basis to, to cover overhead, to just make it all work. Um, and so that, that is a really great point there uh, with that. Um, what is something that uh, you really enjoy about the lead generation side, looking at it from a sales perspective and an owner's perspective? What's something you really enjoy with that process? Motivating. I think um, being able to help mold somebody's life, um, take it from, how do I put it, mindset. You know, most people don't, I didn't know this back when I was younger, how powerful books were. Mm-hmm. You can take, I don't know what, it was at, um, it was LeadCon. There was a speaker that had said something, it was, I think it was Bob Quillen. It was. Where, read one book and you just got a lifetime of information. If you can teach people that, they can they can grow, um, and to see that growth, yeah, that's that's been fun watching your journey, Jake. It, it coming probably what I appreciate the, the most. Yeah, with the with the history of the business and and doing well, you you've always done well when it comes to lead generation. But to really see you over the last six months grab a hold of this brand ambassador program and and turn it into something you know, pretty awesome has has been great to see. Um, so Kevin kind of going back to you on the, on the books and in changing people's lives. And you know, what I see with that is when you bring somebody in that maybe applied to the job because it's entry level in marketing. And, and this is really why I continue to do what I do. And the, my favorite part of it too, is, is coaching people to become their best selves. So a lot of people don't even know what they can become and what's possible. And so, yeah, as, as Bob Quillen put it, you know, one of his biggest things and to his success is he's taught his people how to become better people and how to grow. Um, and in all facets, not just in their career, but in their life. Uh, and when that happens with people, you know, they tend turnover goes down in your business, which is a huge thing for our entry level positions uh, in our industry. When you can get turnover lower and you can get people to grow, I mean, that's when those elite teams really come in, um, you know, to be seen and to do really well and profitability and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's awesome that we, we kind of align in that way at getting people to grow uh, on that marketing side. Because a lot of times, yeah, when they come into that entry level position, they don't know what's possible. They just need a paycheck next week to pay their rent. And when you can show them they can have a career and to watch a, a marketer that goes from a canvasser or a caller and then maybe goes into a lead position and then maybe into one of your marketing managers. I decided myself to stay on the marketing side, much like you, Jake, um, with having some sales experience and selling in the house and stuff. But, um, you know, really to see them to grow and take hold and, and become your, you know, into sales or sales management or, you know, in essence, uh, you know, your general manager that you have now, Kevin, he started out as a, as a completely green person in sales and uh, really took hold of that growth from you. So it's, it's always awesome to watch people's journeys and, and really see them succeed. Um, so I thank you for that. Kind of want to bring it over to to Jake on on your side of things is is being an employee of the business, moving into that brand ambassador role, um, and and kind of tie it all in with the both of you at the end. Uh, so Jake, in your journey of being a canvasser, being an event person, being I've, I've known you've been on the phones before, you've kind of done all facets of it. What is it about the brand ambassador program that you that you kind of see a difference or that you really like that you've really been able to excel in? What I most appreciate is not that I deserve the accolades, but receiving some of the accolades from the customers and seeing 
the uh, genuine smiles and appreciation for the job that we do for them, um, having that concern for the aftercare and having that concern for their well-being um, that really gives that full circle of, you know, just taking care of everything, making sure that their satisfaction is met and making sure that, you know, they're happy, um, you know, creating that happy customer, creating that person that, you know, wants to buy more stuff, that wants to refer their neighbors and friends, relatives that, you know, wants to put on the reviews or do any of the things that, you know, my, my responsibilities of the brand ambassador is. And it just, it, it makes me feel good knowing that we're taking care of them. It doesn't, you know, I've worked for other companies where, let's face it, some of the, you know, owners and or installers weren't the greatest and things weren't done properly. And when things are done properly and you go to that customer's house and they, they, you know, enthusiastically tell you how grateful and appreciative they are of you and the company and the service that you receive, that they've received, it just makes you go home knowing that you're doing a good job and that's that I can sleep at night and I know that, you know, I'm, I'm making a good wage and plus I'm helping people. Absolutely. It's more service than selling. You know what I mean? It's serving that customer and, you know, showing them that you care. And that's what I like best about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. As a, as a marketer and or a salesperson uh, in any organization, uh, the more you believe in what you're doing and that you're taking good care of the customer. And hey, face it, right? I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Company's not perfect. We do make mistakes, right. but it's how you handle them and how you overcome them and, and still make the customer happy at the end of the day. Um, when you're a marketer or a salesperson in an organization like that, it makes you really want to go out and, and get the leads or get the business because you right. believe in, in everything that's there. It's tough when uh, you have, you know, maybe work for a company with a lot of bad reviews, uh, no reviews, and you start hearing those negative things on the doors. You know, I've been there all oh, year with that company, you know, hey, no, no, forget about it. You can just get off my step. And it doesn't make you feel very good as a marketer right. when you're out knocking on a door and they're, and they're yelling at you because your, your company messed them up, you know? Um, and so that is a, a great thing and a very powerful thing. And that's exactly what that brand ambassador program helps cultivate is getting those good stories out not only to the employees, but to the consumers, uh, you know, with those reviews. I mean, I think right now as a company, I think you guys have surpassed over 300 five-star reviews at this, at this time of this recording. Or I know you're right. Last time I looked. Uh, what's that? that? Two ninety eight yesterday. I thought. Yeah, I know you're like right there. Yeah. You're right there. Jake's got to get going here quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so, but it wasn't like that six months ago. I mean, you had some good reviews out there, but yeah. you, you didn't have. And I was just talking to Tony the other day, actually, and I think you might have a screenshot of your reviews before we started working with you on the brand ambassador program and get those built up. So it'd be uh, to compare where you came from to where you are now. But uh, as as an owner, Kevin, what what has those reviews done for you business wise? I know it. It definitely does make the cu- the customer more more at ease. Um, helps out with sales, definitely. I mean, it, it everybody goes and reads the reviews. Um, me personally, um, I think it was it was. Do you remember the customer up towards Hartford? We went back to the customer's house. Never really, never even thought about this. That we found out is a lot of times they won't tell the installers that there's something that they don't like. Remember the scratch in the door? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. The lady never said anything about it. She could have said it right there, and she knew it was there. But we obviously addressed the issue. We had to replace the door. It was At that point, it was kind of late to figure out if it was damaged in transit or 
we damaged it, whatever it was, sure. but she would have never called us back. Right. She would have never used us again. There, that subliminally would have been negative in her right. mind. Right. Yeah, and she may not have left a bad review, but if somebody ever asked her, I'm sure she probably went to recommended you to them. Correct. Um, you know, that way. And so as the brand ambassador, so Jake, you went out to that house. You found yeah. out that she was not quite 100% satisfied. Right. But in the long run, then we were able to make her 100% satisfied. And I'm sure now she's a raving customer you know, for you guys because you guys took the extra step and, and it really went out there. So when generating leads, Jake, around the brand ambassador program yeah. compared to just your standard, you know, lead gen, whether you're at an event, canvassing, anything, what do you think some of the differences are that you run into when you're dealing with previous customers? I know recently you have set a, a whole bunch of people that you're out visiting with that just got Correct. the job done for additional work on their home. Um, so, you know, kind of what does it do for that as well as, you know, getting, you know, as we call it, you know, the R's, the repeats, the referral, and then the radius Absolutely. around that local job site. Tell me about generating compared to just yeah. normally generating. I mean, well, and again, you know, to go back to like the customers, you know, I've found a lot of success with that because again, they already know the experience. They already know the company. They know who we are. Their trust is already established. And, you know, if affordability is there, it's an easy process, especially when you do the brand ambassador properly by giving them a gift card for future projects, so forth in that regards. Um, the other process is just because the neighbors in the neighborhood, they know Bill and you know Mary Johnson or whoever you know did the work, so they they know that customer because they've had you know barbecues over at their house. They know these people. You know, just yesterday, in fact, I went to a customer's house that was a bathroom was done because the neighbor across the street had a bathroom done. And, you know, he's like, yeah, I went over to Gary's house and I saw his bathroom and that's why I knew to call you guys. And, I, you know, I was pleasantly surprised when you guys did our bathroom. And it's so it's just that that trust that's already kind of established that really helps us out in that regards. And again, it's just, you know, doing the processes right and knowing how to talk to people and getting them to understand why it's important for them, you know, to serve them, because, again, when anyone, you know, gets good work done, they want to make sure that they're ultimately having that uh, good work taken care of for their neighbor and friend. Yeah, so I, I can completely agree with you on those, you know, setups of what that does going out and visiting with that previous customer in that local area. Essentially, um, what I hear you say is you're kind of making it a warm lead when you go to those doors and when you talk to yeah. them, it's not so much as just going and knocking on someone's door that has no idea who you are it's a little more of a, a welcome reception and especially in the time is now, you know, with COVID when you're literally pointing at the job sign and said, yeah, we did John and Sandy's bath. And Oh, Oh, that was you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can remember I was working with a client down in Ohio, uh, ran a brand ambassador appointment, um, in two houses away, uh, ended up setting uh, the lady up for also a bath. Um, and that's what, uh, the person had gotten done and she knew who they were. Um, and I don't think as a normal canvasser, uh, aspect that necessarily wouldn't have been able to get that appointment. Um, but it was for the fact that I was like, yeah, I was just with them and I just gave them a gift as a thank you for their, you know, business and took some pictures and, oh yeah, I was over to see that shower. That was you guys, you know? Right. Um, and, and she was, uh, because she was a, a single female, you know, and I was a, a gentleman at her door. She was a little apprehensive to give me information. And I think that, had it just been on a regular lead generation side, I don't know if that appointment would have happened. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, again, it's it all goes back to that trust that's established and, you know, just having that, um, you know, 
knowledge of who the, who they are and you know again you know the referral you know side of things everything that works with this program it just helps establish that trust i think a little bit more so than you know allows that sale to happen a little bit easier and like you said it creates that warm and fuzzy lead that we yep. all love and appreciate um and and looking at the numbers uh over the last 90 days i mean uh the program alone is generating north of a hundred grand every month for the last 90 days. Um, and it's kind of broken down for me looking at it was about, uh, you know, 40% repeat, 40% referral and about 20% or I'm sorry, uh, 40% repeat, uh, 40%, um, the radius and then about 20% of the referral. So, uh, still finding that the referral is kind of the toughest to get. Yeah, I agree. Um, they're more, uh, okay with adding additional business themselves, um, and, or than you getting, you know, the radius on the, you know, 15 to 25 doors in the area. Um, maybe a few more if you have time, but, uh, you know, that's kind of where that business is coming from. So those numbers are, are pretty stellar. I mean, and that's you know, from one marketer, that's from just you. So that's, that's great. Um, you're doing very well with the program. Well, thank it's, you. It's been a pleasure to train you around that because you take the information and go out and run with it. Uh, and as a whole, Kevin, uh, brand ambassador program, we talked a little bit about what you like about the reviews and what it does for you. But uh, overall in the program, you know, it's something that you've added to your marketing mix. Your thoughts on that? It's something that definitely is going to be there for a long time um pretty soon here we're going to have to actually probably add somebody else with the amount of business that we're generating um but with that at the end of the day it makes we make sure that the customer is satisfied um and that that's what you look at most companies that have been around for a long time that have that longevity they actually care that the customer is getting what they what they pay for um and that's i think key you know uh, moving forward, especially with the internet, you look at everybody goes to Google and then when they're there, I mean, how hard is it to put, put a review up, but most people forget I'll do it tomorrow. Um, but it's definitely been an interesting, interesting, I would have never guessed that it would have worked out as well as it, it has. Absolutely. Um, and so kind of coming to, uh, you know, the last section here, Power's Powerful Points, um, you know, of the podcast, I appreciate you both being on the show and sharing your thoughts, but what's maybe, uh, Kevin, do you got a, a powerful point for the listeners? Hire the right person for the position. Um, very clear, defined definition, expectations, um, in writing, um, and accountability, making sure that they're being held accountable to the numbers that, you know, they agreed to, because that's at the end of the day, when you look at like, we have over 30 families to feed, you know, everybody depends, you know, on it. And that's how we put our business plan together is around marketing. That's where it starts. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, and Jake, do you got uh, maybe to the fellow canvassers, marketers, brand ambassadors out yeah, there? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the them? biggest things that's, kind of kept me in line and it got me the success that I have is just having a a steady you know daily goal um having that you know and my daily goal is I have to hit 75 doors I do at least two customer visits a day um you know 10 visits per week um you know I, I'm working generally you know eight hour day but you know generating three appointments a day having that goal of you know, what I need to accomplish by the end of the week. And 
staying to that goal and making sure that I'm hitting those goals and having that accountability where, you know, I'm calling you Kyle at night and saying, or texting you, Hey, I, I got, you know, 85 doors and four set appointments, you know, that type of thing. And I got, you know, two customer visits with this many referrals, blah, 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 whatever, you know, and just having a set goal and, you know, sticking to it. Because again, you know, when you say you're going to do it and having that positive thinking, you're going to do it, you know, and if you don't have a goal, then it's, you're just blindly, you know, going through the, the motions, if you will. And that's, I, you know, one of the things that why I feel my success has been more so than the past couple months because of I have a set, I have to do this. And, if, you know, I know if I'm going to hit 75 doors, I know I'm going to get three appointments at least. You know, I know I'm going to, you know, if I do two door, or two customer visits, I know I'm going to get at least, you know, two reviews that I'm going to get, you know, all these things that, you know, again, help us out and help myself out, my bottom line. I mean, let's face it, I'm here for my, you know, my paycheck and, you know, at the end of the day, I'm also here to represent the company. And again, it's just, it's all kind of full circle in that respect, I guess. Yeah, I think that's a great point. What gets measured gets right, absolutely. Uh, managed, right? And so and the accountability, um, and I think that's where a lot of companies can can drop the ball, quite frankly, is, yeah, they put these goals uh, out and they don't get specific like you're talking about. Like you have a certain amount of visits you have to do, a certain amount of reviews you have to get, a certain amount of doors to knock, a certain amount of all of that, which if you do each of yeah, those things, the then gets you hit. to the goal that's, yeah. that's written up there, right? And, and the same thing for you, Kevin, I mean, coming from ownership to, to lay those out. And I see a lot of companies that lay that stuff out to their employees, but then they never check to make sure that it's actually getting done. Um, and just simply, like you said, having, uh, you know, for you, uh, marketing managers, canvas managers, anybody that uh, call center managers that might be listening to this podcast, just very simply having your teammates text you at the end of the night or write on the board what they got for the day to hold them accountable can go a long, long, long ways uh, into hitting those goals and everything. Uh, so again, thank you both for being Thanks on for the podcast uh, today. I look forward to, yeah, to continue working with you guys um, and, and see the growth that uh, you're hoping to achieve. So uh, with that, thank you. Uh, have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Lead Gen Leaders Podcast. For a free consultation on how Tony Hody Training and Consulting can assist with your home remodeling business, please visit TonyHody.com. That's T-O-N-Y-H-O-T-Y.com. Thank you for listening.